You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to more of the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Hersedulu, and today on this Saturday, right before week two of NFL Sunday, I'm coming at you guys with an injury report regarding some of the biggest fantasy football stars missing out in the action of week number two. Want to give you guys a little bit of a preview, see you know if you have any of these guys in your lineups or somebody who's sitting on your team that you're kind of looking at or maybe you didn't even realize might be out this week because you haven't checked your lineup yet. We're talking fantasy football injuries, so make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and most importantly, double check your fantasy lineups going into week number two. We'll start things off. I'm going to dive into a late games list here because these are guys you really want to take a look at because they're starting later in the day and you don't want to end up missing out on a guy or guys that you may have starting their games in like the 1 p.m. time slot who you ultimately maybe let sit on the bench and then say maybe someone like George Kittle who is kind of 50-50 right now ends up not really playing in that later time slot and suddenly you have a guy who probably could have played and didn't play and George Kittle who's starting or you thought was going to start and ends up missing some game time. And on the topic of George Kittle, he is one of the guys on that list. He's dealing with a groin injury that obviously made him miss week one. He did not participate in practice Wednesday through Friday, but Kyle Hannah, Kyle, excuse me, Shanahan was noted as saying that he did look awesome on Friday with what they did see. So they obviously worked with him, but he did not actually be like, he wasn't a participant in the actual practice. It sounds like he's 50, 50 game time for the 49ers is at 4 5 PM. So make sure you keep an eye on that. This is one of those that it's kind of a toss-up. You don't necessarily know whether it's going to be a safe bet that he starts. So hopefully maybe you have another tight end who starts in that later window just in case or just keep an eye on a few other guys there. But Kittle is up in the air. Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard and also Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins are two other guys who are slated within that uh, 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. time slots, Alan Lazard being the 8.20 p.m. guy, who are also guys you're going to need to look to look at who – with Higgins dealing with a concussion, that's like that's definitely 50-50 up in the air. So really keep an eye on on that one. He missed practice, or he was limited rather, on Wednesday. He did not participate on Thursday. That was a personal matter. Then Friday, he was full go. So something to keep an eye on. It sounds like because he was a full participant on Friday, he might be good to go. But it is something to keep an eye on strictly because it's a concussion. And we know how, you know, how hands-on the NFL seems to be with that these days and how they want to make sure guys are not risking injury any further than they're already dealing with and it sounds like he's close to clearing the concussion protocol but something that we probably won't know until that 90 minute window prior to game time for them and again that game's at 425 Alan Lazard he obviously missed week one he was limited all week so he did practice Wednesday through Friday but it is something to keep an eye on he's dealing with that ankle injury something of note but Again, another guy probably not going to find out till 90 minutes prior, and it, it's it kind of sucks because that is as late into the day as you can get, and at that point there, majority of players have played, so unless you have somebody else who's playing in the Monday night doubleheader, that's one of those where Alan Lazard is not... I don't want to say don't bank on him not playing, but just it, make sure you have somebody who's playing it or somebody that maybe might be sitting like in the free agent area that you might be able to scoop up if you decide to try to hold out and hope for Alan Lazard because he is the Packers number one guy. So despite the fact that the Packers are really trying to spread the ball out last week, when Al Lazard comes into the fold, I think he's going to be Aaron Rodgers favorite target once he gets rolling. So 
just make sure you have someone ready to go. But those are the late game guys that, you know, you need to really keep an eye on out and, you know, make sure you have someone that can replace them in the later windows. If you opt to hold out and see if they can actually play, especially like George Kittle, make sure you have another tight end for him in case he's not ready to go. He looked good Friday, according to Shanahan, but he did not actually participate at all this week in practices. For some of the other guys of note, the Buccaneers injury report is massive here. This is a, like a humongous list altogether. We're looking at running back Leonard Fournette, who's dealing with a hamstring injury. He's questionable. The wide receiver group, Chris Godwin, has already been ruled out with the hamstring injury. Russell Gage, Mike Evans, and Julio Jones are all questionable with hamstring, calf, and knee issues, respectively. Jones did not participate Wednesday and Thursday, but he was limited on Friday, whereas Mike Evans had a Wednesday and Friday limited participation, and he completely missed out on Thursday. And then Russell, Russell Gage, Wednesday, did not participate. Thursday and Friday, he was limited. Now, if I had to guess... This feels like a little bit of gamesmanship going on right now because these are not the only guys. Like Tom Brady's on there, but he was just getting rest. And there's a handful of defensive guys as well. I think the Buccaneers have like 11 players or something within or within that ballpark. Maybe it's a little bit higher than that that are listed as injury questionable guys or uncertain players, whatever. They've been dealing with stuff throughout the entirety of the week. The Saints have like 8, 9, 10 as well. And it really feels like it's a bit of gamesmanship between the two teams trying to leave their division rivals kind of within the unknown of who they need to be game planning for and be aware of. So I, I don't know how much I buy into all of these listed injuries here. I have a feeling that Julio Jones might be able to play. Mike Evans feels like he's a foregone conclusion as well. And with Chris Godwin out, Russell Gage sounds like he, he I would assume they're all going to be within the fold and realm of possibility. Thankfully, they have the 1 p.m. game. So that is obviously something you don't need to worry about too, too much, but just keep an eye on all those guys if they're in your lineup. Leonard Fournette sounds like he's the most sure thing of all the guys, though. He is questionable with a hamstring, but he did participate limited capacity, but he did participate Wednesday through Friday, so it sounds like he is expected to play, but just a litany of injuries between the Buccaneers and the Saints, and on the topic of that, the Saints do have Alvin Kamara, who's dealing with a rib issue right now. His status sounds like it's up in the air. He did not practice Thursday and Friday, so if you're somebody who is hoping for a big game from Alvin Kamara, just note that he did not practice the last couple of days, and it kind of is like 50-50 up in the air on whether he ends up playing in the game or not. I would look at maybe like Mark Ingram or some of the other running backs in there, but Mark Ingram is obviously the guy that would pick up the majority of the bulk load if Alvin Kamara is to miss out. Ravens have J.K. Dobbins, who is expected to, to well, I don't want to say expected, but it sounds like, from what a lot of people are saying, is potentially going to make his season debut, obviously coming back from a major knee injury. He was a full participant all week. I just don't know about him being like a running back one or two. This is like a flex option type of guy that you're going to look at here. Someone that you know, he, maybe he sees 10, 11, 12 snaps to kind of work his way back in, barring any like massive breakout where say maybe he does, you know, get in for the first few snaps and just completely starts getting right back to it. I don't think that that's going to be the case. I expect him to be limited and just have the Ravens kind of let him start slow and work his way back into the fold. Feels like a flex guy, but it sounds like he, despite his knee injury designation, it sounds like he's going to be someone that's going to play, but just on a lighter load. The Bills just announced this. Literally, I want to say five minutes before I started recording this video, I almost didn't even have him included in here. I'm glad I double-checked Twitter because it was being tweeted out by a handful of people. Gabe Davis was just listed as questionable with an ankle injury. They had practice today because they're not playing until Monday. He was added to the report, so that is something to keep an eye on. Gabe Davis, obviously a big piece of that Bills wide receiver core. Definitely want to make sure you keep an eye on him. And again, that's a Monday game, so, you know, 
start weighing your options now. Start thinking about some other guys that maybe you have on your bench or maybe a guy you might need to pick up to kind of fill up that spot for the week there. But with him playing on Monday night and being listed as questionable now and not somebody who popped, you know, he hasn't been there all week. He was popping up today on Saturday that doesn't really bode well for him. But again, it is only questionable. We'll see what happens. They still have a couple of days to get him rolling. Maybe it was something that kind of popped up in today's practice and they just wanted to list it to be on the safe side. But that is something of note to keep in mind for the Buffalo Bills. Jets wide receiver Braxton Berrios. He's dealing with a heel issue. He is also listed as questionable. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, but a full participant Thursday and Friday. I don't know how many people are actually starting Braxton Berrios, but if you're in one of those larger leagues where there's a lot of players on a lot of teams right now, if you are employing Braxton Berrios as like your third wide receiver, what have you, just keep in mind, he has been dealing with a heel thing. Sounds like he's going to be able to play, but just make sure before kickoff, you know, 90 minutes ahead of time, make sure. Is he good to go? Is he actually playing? Lions running back DeAndre Swift. I'm not too, too worried about this one, but it is something to keep an eye on because he did battle through the sprain that he was dealing with with his ankle throughout his massive performance last week. But he is dealing with that ankle issue. It's a 1 p.m. start time, so... Not something to be super worried about, but if he is on your team, keep an eye 11.30 p.m. Eastern time when that rolls around. Make sure you are checking the injury report. See what he's being listed as. He did not participate in practice Wednesday and Thursday, and he was limited on Friday. He has been designated by a lot of people as like a 90 minutes prior type of guy that you, you won't necessarily know until right before game time. So if you're set in your lineups, make sure you're ready to go. Keep an eye on DeAndre Swift because he had a monster game last week. He fought through the pain, so I have a feeling he's going to play, but you know maybe his snaps get a little bit limited maybe not we'll see he again did not practice for the majority of the week and was limited to just friday handful of things done here and there during the practice time for the giants wide receiver Kadarius tony questionable with a hamstring did not really get a ton going in week number one and then it sounds like that injury might have been hampering him during the game this is another one to keep in mind again if you're in one of those larger leagues where Kadarius tony is like your third wide receiver or maybe like a flex guy something like that Keep an eye on him. We'll have to see what kind of shakes out with him. It's unfortunate because, you know, Kadarius Tony dealt with injuries all last year. He missed a handful of games last year as well, and, and it sounds like that injury bug is biting on him. But if he's on your roster, double-check before those games get going if he is ready to roll or not if you're relying on him within your lineup. And then this is another big one here. This is my last injury as well to note. Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman has been downgraded to out. He was questionable beforehand, and the Colts about an hour ago, I want to say from before I started recording this, it sounded like he is not going to play. So with that in mind, if you are somebody who had Michael Pittman on your roster week one, and maybe you forgot to start him, or you did start him, and you took advantage of the big game that he had, he is out versus the Jaguars. That is not good for the Colts. But ultimately, when you think about some of the other receiver options you have over there, obviously Alec Pierce comes to mind, the tight end group. There's a handful of guys that could maybe pick up the slack. I would think that like Paris Campbell would probably need to have a big game. I don't know how likely that is. Ashton Doolin's another guy I can think of. And again, Alec Pierce, he's their second round draft pick, might be getting a few more looks. But expect a guy maybe like Naeem Hines potentially. And then Jonathan Taylor, if you have him, he's probably going to, he might get an extra run or two or maybe an extra look or two in the passing game because of the fact that you're missing out on Michael Pittman. But take a look at the tight ends over there in Indianapolis. They got a lot of big athletic guys. But those are the injuries, the big important ones that you need to keep in mind for your fantasy lineup going into week number two. This can obviously change between now and we're about 22 hours away from kickoff starting off for week number two. So 
Double check your rosters. Make sure you are not starting a guy who is out. If you watch this video, you have no excuse. I've talked about all the big name guys you need to be looking for. That is it for me. I will catch you guys on uh, Monday or Tuesday. I'm not sure. I might do something on Monday recapping the games. I haven't really decided yet. We'll see what kind of my work schedule allows. It's about to change up. But until next time, have a good one.